The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Is being attractive a liability? And are there dating habits you wish we could bring back? We're going to talk about those things and a couple more. My name is Paris. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori. She's on vacation. She's going to be back on Monday. Until then, I have the privilege of keeping her seat warm. She may be away, but we're keeping all your favorite panelists and guests on the schedule. Tomorrow night, we have Amanda Luderman in studio with us. She's going to be here to answer all your love and sexuality-related questions. Then we have Teen Talk on Wednesday. We're going to discuss teen sexuality issues with our expert panel. But tonight... I don't know if you can hear me do the drums. Tonight is a special night. I always get excited when we have millennials in studio with us because we have some amazing young Montrealers being entrepreneurs, being musicians, being creative, doing their thing and just forging a path of their own. And it's always exciting to be around that energy. So for you guys who aren't aware of what our panels are on Dr. Lori's show, every month she has a bunch of panels. So she has the boys club where it's all the guys. We have the passion view where it's all the ladies. And then once a month we have the millennials. So we invite the millennials to get their perspectives. So Tonight is a good night. If you have any questions and you want a millennial take on it, text us 514-800. In studio with me, I've got Ali Sevdalis. She's a lifestyle vlogger, entrepreneur, co-founder of Signe. Her companies can, yes, companies with an S, can be found at shopccluxury.com and signecollection.com. You can connect with her at Ali Sevdalis on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. You're like... See, when I was telling him before the show, there are when we have guests who are so eloquent and well-spoken, engaging and honest with their opinions and their stories, we love to have them back. So thank you for accepting. We also have a return guest, Miss Chinzia, who goes by her first name. (laughs) She's the front woman of Chinzia and the Eclipse. You can connect with her on Facebook at Chinzia and the Eclipse on Instagram at Chinzia underscore the Eclipse. And they can find you on Spotify. On Spotify, yeah. We just got playlisted this week. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. How can they find you on Spotify? Uh, Spotify is just Chinzia and the Eclipse and it comes right up. And if y'all are curious, you can tune into the show because we're going to be playing your music. Yay! You just dropped a new song? <laughs> we did. We dropped a new one uh, last Friday called No Matter. No Matter. So we're going to hear that later on. Thank you for being here. Of course. And we have Michelle Eid. It's it's your first time. Yes. Michelle is an actor. He's an entrepreneur. And along with Ali, they co-founded Signe. You can connect with him on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Eid. What's Signe before we start? What's Signe Collection? Simia Collection is our phone case company. Our goal is to provide... Why are you laughing? Are you giving us the pitch? Because it's like a commercial. <laughs> you didn't need to be. Senior Collection, I just saw, I've known, Ali's been on the show a couple of times, but we've, I've never actually asked her to bring in her phone cases so we can see them. And they are beautiful. And you need to check them out. What's the website? SinierCollection.com. Wonderful. So we're going to start the show with David Beckham. David Beckham 
has sparked an internet debate. He kissed his seven-year-old daughter on the lips. They were talking. Oh, Ali's already <laughs> breathing it. So basically, I mean, it was they were just having a cute father-daughter moment, and he gave her a kiss on the lips. And a lot of people are like up in arms about it. So should there be a cutoff age for kissing your kids on the lips, Ali? Yes, I think it gets to a point where it becomes a little inappropriate. Like I feel like maybe like ten, but I remember being young and kissing my dad on the lips, but young like five, six, seven. I don't think seven's a cutoff age, in my opinion. That's still young. That's like grade one. I agree. That's little. You agree, <laughs> Michelle? Yeah, Did I, you get kissed on the lips? At seven, yeah. I don't By I, your parents? I mean not like regularly, really? but like good night. I didn't. I always did like the double kiss Italian thing, but oh, I don't know. I can Maybe see how like there Greek? should be a cutoff. Is it a nationality thing? Is it cultural? If you guys have so. a kiss, um, a way to kiss culturally, if you kiss your kids on the lips, let us know. I'd be very curious to know. Five one four eight hundred. Text us. Let us know if you were kissed on the lips when you were a child, or if you have children, if you kiss them on the lips. And if neither of those happen, do you think it should happen? And if it should, should there be a cutoff age? 514-800 to text it in. So do you guys think it's cultural at all? I think we have different cultures around the table. I don't know. I'm Greek. My dad's Greek. I mean, when I say kiss on the lips, it's not like a regular every hour thing. It's like a, like a peck. It's, yeah. There's nothing. I think what, if someone's making it sexual, that says more about their own issues, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I do kind of think it might be a cultural thing. I yeah. think it might be just something that you grow up around and like. Did you grow up getting kissed on the lips by your parents? No, not at all. <laughs> it was always like a double kiss on the cheek or like. Okay. That's basically it. I feel like it's cultural because <laughs> my grandma, who is obviously more um, in tune with her Lebanese side, was even more inappropriate than kisses on the lips. She was like hardcore. <laughs> I probably can't say it on here, <laughs> but she was like hardcore with the places she liked to touch and kiss. That's interesting. Yeah. But she's also like crazy. That is so interesting because I've always when I've I have friends who have kids and I have to say there's only one of them who out of like five or six. And the first time we saw her kiss her son on the lips, we're all like, what are you doing? Well, how old is uh, he? I think he was like four years old at that point. He was four. We're like, what? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? (laughs) <laughs> and actually she's italian she's like it's totally okay like what's your problem and all i don't have any kids i don't know but i was just watching and it's the worst thing you can do to a parent to kind of be a judgy mom right um, yeah. or not even to a parent like just judge anyone else openly but i think it's more sensitive when you're a mother as well to get openly criticized but it was just really funny to see the debate go around the table amongst parents we have a texter says that age seven is the cutoff date and it's okay yeah and then somebody else says uh okay she says who the heck kisses anybody on the lips outside of romantic situations especially with children exclamation point question mark so you know that they're <laughs> and then she's like i or she or he i don't know there's no name and we won't reveal any names obviously if uh, if you do text in that they they say i find it weird period do you find it weird to kiss children on the lips 514-800 texas your answer michelle i have something to say so i really think it's also generational because if you watch 
um, The Price is Right or game shows back in the 80s, the host would kiss everyone on the lips. Every single one. And when I watch, I'm like, what's going on? But then I, when I asked my, my mom, she's like, no, that was like normal back in the day. But like people just, hi, nice to meet you. Kiss on the lips. So maybe it's generational. I don't know. Who knows? Is it generational? I'm very curious. We're going to move on from the topic, but we can still have this as an ongoing conversation. 514-800 if you want to let us know. Is it normal to kiss children? And if it is, should there be a cut-off date? You are listening to Passion. We are on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, relationships, and everything in between. If you don't recognize my voice, that's because Dr. Lori's on vacation this week. My name is Paris Mansuri. I'm sitting in for her and until Monday, we've got the Millennial Panel with us tonight, Ali Chinzia and Michelle. Have the broken branch falls from my limbs. I'm still standing here alone. on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. That whimsical voice you just heard belongs to Chinzia from Chinzia and the Eclipse. <laughs> I want to let it play. I just want to let it play. She's one of our guests on the Millennial Panel tonight. Chinzia, where can people hear more if they love that? Um, if they're into it, they can definitely follow us on Instagram at Chinzia underscore the Eclipse and uh, search for us on Spotify and uh, we'll come right up as soon as you search Chinzia without an H. <laughs> Thank you for being here tonight. So Chinzia is C-I-N-Z-I-A. We also have in studio with us our other millennials, Ali Savdalis and Michelle Eid. They are both entrepreneurs. Michelle's actually also an actor. But they are both co-founders of Signe Collection, which is a phone case collection. You can find it at signecollection.com and Signe's S-I-G-N-E collection.com. Calm. So before the break, we were talking about David Beckham uh, sparking an internet debate by kissing his seven-year-old daughter Harper on the lips, and we asked if there should be a cutoff date. We're going to move on from the conversation, but we're going to keep the text open, and I'm going to keep going back to it, because on our panel, Chinzia said she was not kissed on the lips. Ali and Michelle were, but it, you know, it was like a random peck on the lips. So we got a texter saying, I think it's worse to kiss on the lips the younger the child is, namely herpes, simplex, virus. Apparently, it could be spread to children, and I think it's wrong for that reason. My parents did not, but once my dad did when he was under the influence, and it freaked me out because he never did it before, and I didn't think it was normal. So I'm glad that it's normal. And then somebody else texted in saying it's not capital N-O-T generational to lip kiss with children and others who are not your romantic partners. I've never noticed it on game shows either. I'm 58 and 
in capitals. It is weird. And they said it's a female texter. So there you go. Uh, 514-800 if you want to keep texting on the topic. But we're going to talk about being attractive, being a liability. A series of new studies provide compelling evidence that beauty is kind of a relationship liability. Attractive people have shorter relationships and are more interested in alternative partners. Meanwhile, physically attractive people have a clear advantage when it comes to finding partners. There are results that suggest that their relationships are more likely to break down. This is in part because they take greater interest in alternative partners, especially when dissatisfied in their current relationships. According to a Harvard University study, so they're not messing around with this study, while good-looking people seem to enjoy many advantages in life on average, like higher pay, more happiness, and others assuming they're friendly and intelligent, they have less stability in their romantic relationships. I want your take on it. If you want to share, 514-800, but I'm going to go to our panel first. Michelle, is being attractive a liability? It depends on which context. Okay. I think that um, I have a sister-in-law who's beautiful, and she's expressed to me before moments in her life where she felt like people assumed she was going to be a certain way based on the way she looked whether it be dumb, whether it be more interested in in her looks than her, you know, skills, talents, what she brings to the, to the table. And she felt like whenever she would meet certain people, she would have to work a little bit harder for them to be like, wait, oh, she's actually, she has a brain or, you know, she has something to say. So she was aware of that, the effect that her looks had on people. Yeah. And, and, and this is somebody that I know as being so funny so intelligent has so much to say all the time and i have seen it with my own eyes i've watched people assume okay well this girl's not going to say anything interesting but it's like no like she okay so that is a liability for her and that's in her experience yeah i i definitely think so but um i think in general every single you know appearance or, or or when it comes to like not judging a book by its cover every cover will have its pros and cons and and people will associate something to that e- exterior the millennial panel here on passion tonight we're talking about a harvard university study that says that being attractive may be a liability ali what's your take on it i think we need to know what their definition of attractive is because I think that definition varies from person conventional, to person. Conventional, conventional like, beauty, like model-esque beauty. Hmm. I mean, I, I get what they are saying and I kind of agree with Michelle and what he's also saying because I think that people in general can just be very judgmental on looks. Like, And it sounds so superficial, but I don't feel like people ever look at it from the flip side. Like I've seen his sister-in-law and people always ask me the first thing. They're like, is she mean? Is she nice? Because she's stunning and so beautiful. And people always just assume the worst. It's, uh, somebody just texted saying partners of attractive people are often too jealous of them. I think it really depends on the partner. Honestly, okay. I think it varies from relationship to relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say about the same thing. And also, as much as we, I'm, I'm very much a person who does not judge by a book by its cover, and I really think that we shouldn't necessarily be passing judgment on anything that isn't our own, because everyone in this world always has a different perspective. But at the same time, that's kind of our first 
initial thing into anything is the looks part and that's kind of what you go into but it's so funny that you would go um with the negative take because as soon as I kind of see someone who's maybe super attractive I automatically think that they're super approachable and like really Really? yeah like they seem like kind and nice or maybe it's the kind of attractive I'm thinking of but I guess it just comes off as someone who's like had a pretty good life and has like good vibes around them interesting somebody here is saying I'm quote unquote conventionally pretty girls are usually mean to me and guys see me as an object especially in business school group projects people assume I'm the stupid one which goes back to what you were saying Michelle it's interesting I know someone who is uh, actually a former Miss Lebanon she's stunning and as we know like Lebanese women are stunning Um, and she has a master's in international study at the LSE like the London School of Economics she works at the United Nations she works in refugee relocation. She's like always like her hair in a bun uh, in like very casual clothes. She's always on site, like literally um, with what's going on with uh, the refugees coming in from Syria into Europe. She's one of the people who's on the ground handling people. And oftentimes when I've seen her in social circles, people will pass comments to her saying like, you're so pretty. You don't need to be doing this. Why don't you just marry someone? And it's so interesting because this is like her passion. She like human rights and working in this kind of environment is her thing. And it's just, I've seen her kind of pause and kind of like feel like she needs to justify what she's doing and Michelle I, I kind of noticed like you internal I think your sister-in-law maybe it's the same situation 100% and I have like a theory on this a little bit okay I really feel like a lot of humans have their insecurities mm-hmm. and I think we all like to um, um how do I say this make up for our insecurities with what we excel in so it's like let's say you don't like the way you look so much but you're like yeah but i'm smart and i'm really good at this and i'm and i'm funny if you see somebody who's so attractive i think a lot of people want to believe that they're not perfect you want to believe that that attractive person has a flaw you're like yeah she's pretty but she's probably dumb or she's pretty, but she's yeah, she's probably not nice. I totally agree. You're kind of like, no, no, they can't have it all. No, and then like, yeah, and yeah, that's relatable. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's like you're saying. As human beings, we're just like we become envious with it, and we're like, well, you can't be the total package because that means I'm missing something. You yeah, know? we have a texter who says I'm generally deemed attractive. I can't tell you how many times guys have told me after they are uh, after they are settled that. They always liked me, but couldn't ask me out because they were intimidated. Everyone assumes that I have someone in my life, but I spend weekends alone. That oh. makes me so I sad. Relate oh. to that so hard, though, in in a different way. Face like a lot of people. I'm very like uh, empowered and not intimidated. I'm very confident with what I do, especially as a musician. And a lot of people see me a certain way and automatically assume like, oh, she doesn't need anyone oh, she doesn't have, like, lonesome nights, whatever. She has her friends. She has her gigs. And it's like, nah, I stay home with my cat. <laughs> so, Yeah, because they, they assume you're a musician, that you're out and about. You're either in a exactly. studio, you're traveling, you're on the road. Is that... Yeah. I 
want to continue talking about this, but we're coming up against the clock. Um, <laughs> because also with Instagram and the highlight reel and the impression is that we are always dressed up, that we are going out, that there's always something going mm-hmm. on. And partly we're creating it, beauty or not. We have a really great text as well. So I'm going to get to that. But we're also going to talk about um, dating habits that we should bring back. We are talking to the millennial panel tonight, Ali Sev Dallas, Michelle Eid, and Chinzia from Chinzia and the Eclipse. We're on weeknights. My name is Paris. Dr. Lori is usually in, but she's on a much-deserved vacation in China. She's going to be back on Monday. Until then, I'm going to be keeping you guys company. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. Usually we're talking during the commercial break with the millennial panel and I we prepare tons of topics beforehand. The rule is we don't discuss it just in case you want some behind the scenes views of what's go- what goes on. Whether it's Dr. Lori or me, we usually pick out the topics and before the show, we kind of throw it out there. But they can confirm there's a rule. We don't discuss the topics off the air. Can you confirm that? Totally confirm. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, before we went to air, we discussed dating habits we should bring back. And uh, they had opinions. And I think it's time that we discuss them. So um, there was CuriousMindMagazine.com that listed 12 old-fashioned dating habits that they suggested that we should bring back. And I'm going to list these habits and I'm going to see what our millennial panel thinks. And if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. Dr. Lori's away on vacation. My name is Paris, and I'm filling in for her. And at any point during the conversation, you can join us, 514-800, if you want to text in. By the way, we've been talking about um, our previous subject. We're talking about being attractive, being a liability. And I wanted to share a text. Um, Somebody said, I don't want to label myself since beauty is in the the eyes of the beholder but I get called beautiful often and I get stared at and maybe since I live in a world working class neighborhood I see both sides as it can get negative since I have high anxiety so stares often creep me out I also feel many people are rude to me except most attractive people often if you find someone attractive you assume they are taken so there's a flip side also many people wear makeup so you don't know what they really look like until it's 8 a.m and they're laying next to you do you guys have a take on that? But that seems like an honest opinion. Of I what... like that. The yeah. eye of the beholder. I'm like, yeah. yes, girl, preach. Somebody <laughs> else says we all have flaws and insecurities. Just some of us are better at hiding them. And mm. somebody else texted saying, I've been called handsome my whole life. My boyfriend is so gorgeous and so sexy. This leads to some jealousy because I assume everyone sees him as perfectly as I do. So there's fear that someone will try to steal him despite how much he loves me. LOL. I love that there's an LOL at the end because I guess he's like being self-deprecate. Like he realizes um, what the situation is. So if you want to continue commenting on that, the lines are open. This is a judgment-free open space, 514-800. But we are going to talk about uh, dating habits we should bring back. So there's 12 of them. I'm going to go through it. And our millennial panel is going to tell us what they think. So number one, asking a girl out on a date. Number two, dressing up nicely. Number three, bringing a small gift or flowers. Number four, going dancing. 
Number five, putting your phone away. Number six, opening the car door for her. Number seven, being honest about your intentions from the beginning. Not just saying, I just want to hook up when you're open to other possibilities. Number eight, take her on a romantic night out. Number nine, don't expect sex on the first date. Number 10, say, I love you only when you mean it. Number 11, remember the things that make her happy. And number 12, always be on time. And what I noticed as well as I put this together is that bringing back these old dating habits, it's always what the guy should do for the girl. It doesn't address same sex relationships. Mm -hmm. So I want your take. I saw y'all not every one of you guys were nodding your heads, (laughs) but at different points. So Ali, what do you think? Uh, Maybe I'm just spoiled, but honestly, I feel like my boyfriend does a lot of these things that are important to me. Like, I don't know, some of the last points that you mentioned, uh, it was like quality time or putting your phone away or I don't know, what was one of the last ones you said? Putting your phone away, take her out dancing, uh, saying I love you, remembering what makes her happy, take her on a romantic night out. Well, I mean, remembering what makes her happy, why is that uh, a dated concept? I don't get it. Totally. I feel like that's just what it should be for any person, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, remember what they like. Yeah. I didn't realize it was old. It's not that it's old, but it's we're so caught up. I mean, how many people are giving gifts just because out of Mm. like the times of, you know, you know, certain holidays or birthdays? Michelle, you're quiet. Are you pondering the topic? I just I I kind of like felt the same way as her where I was like, am I spoiled? As her, which one? Uh, uh, Oh, sorry. um, (laughs) Allie. Okay. Alicia? Do you guys say Alicia here? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Who's Alicia? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, your full name. Allie is a nickname. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry. Um, So I felt the same way as Allie where I, maybe I'm spoiled, but I, I, to me, those are normal things. I, I don't feel like those are outdated. I'm like, yeah. They're like normal, but are it, it should be like that. But yeah. is it like that? We have a texter who says, I don't understand how these are dated concepts. What is the new way? Chindia, would you say that there is a new way that people uh, are not acting like that? Definitely. Okay, I mean... so let's enlighten us. What is <laughs> what is it like that these are dated concepts? Um, so what I, I can only like speak from my perspective, but I've been single for like three years happily. And you're I was, dating. Uh, not really. I like music is very, very time consuming. So if I don't have if I have, like, a day free, it's probably going to be with my friends and not a first date. Okay. Um, but it's so funny. I was talking about this with a friend today, and I was saying how I was, like, kind of so impressed by the fact that he's like, oh, I like your face. You're so beautiful. Like, your lips, your eyes. And I was like, I haven't heard that in a really long time. Usually, like, you know, like I was saying before, when I come off stage, it's like, you look so good on stage. You're like, you're butting those jeans. And I'm like, oh, like... I was sad that I was impressed. I'm like, this should be normal. Do you guys get flowers still? Do you guys, you know, do you still dress up nicely? Do you find that guys do make that effort or girls do make that effort? I actually have something to say, that, which is what you brought up before, about um, how this topic only pertains to what men should be doing for women. Yes. And I think the great thing about same-sex relationships is that it puts into perspective, oh, it's not always going to be one person who is predestined to do all of these romantic things i think all relationships should kind of mirror the way same-sex relationships are which is that it's everything's kind of reciprocated Mm -hmm. i i get i receive flowers and i give flowers 
I receive sweet texts and I send sweet texts. I receive um, invitations for like a cool surprise date and I give them too. Um, I think everyone can learn a lesson from same-sex relationships because to say that a man doesn't deserve the same romantic gestures that a woman does is like, that's outdated. But that a woman does. Like, do you guys want to get flowers at work from their girlfriends or wives? They should. It feels nice. (laughs) Well, I mean, like with my boyfriend, I won't get him flowers. But like if I'm at the pharmacy and I see a $20 like PlayStation gift card, like I'll buy it for him. Like, I feel like you get what you give. Right. But would you buy him flowers? I mean, maybe not flowers, but maybe something that he would like as much as flowers. Like, okay, so it's the thought. The thought. The it's thought. a thought. I think, yeah, it comes back to that, remembering what they like and what makes them happy. Exactly. It's, that should be reciprocated constantly. I think that's what romance is. It's yeah, not definitely. necessarily the flowers. It's what they mean to the person. I it, mean, you're not going to get a girl who doesn't like flowers. Flowers just because somebody told you to. It's the intention. Mm-hmm. Surprise. We had a girl on the panel who said, like, she's like, it's such a waste of money. I would rather he does X, Y, and Z yeah. with it. Uh, there you go. I love flowers. <laughs> right. But then she told him and he just stopped getting flowers flowers and other things so she stopped getting the flowers and she got nothing else oh. so kind of like... well that's but i mean to... it doesn't mean you have to spend money you know you can like show up and surprise them at work instead of sending flowers or something there There's you go other ways advice from the millennials we're gonna get more but we're gonna talk about a list of rules that one girl made for her boyfriend 22 things that he had to do after they stopped dating Take me deep inside your mind Where the demons go to hide I wanna be, wanna go, wanna fall under your spell Let's drive deep into the night Where we can't be touched by light I wanna taste, wanna touch, wanna feel what I never felt When night comes down As the lights try and guide you home But the light Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. It is a party in the studio. Unfortunately, we cannot play the entire song because the show's not long enough, but both your songs are amazing. Chindia, congratulations. Thank you you so much. Both are on Spotify. Yes. Where can people find you? Uh, Chinsia and The Eclipse uh, on Spotify or Chinsia underscore The Eclipse on Instagram and Facebook. What was that song called? Out of Love. And there's a music video with an amazing contemporary dancer called Stephanie Busk um, out on YouTube as well. What's the channel? Chancy in the eclipse. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. We have a little bit of time left and we still have some discussions, including some texters. And I want to make sure that we get these, uh, these texts in. So somebody, we we're talking about the things that are outdated in dating that people should still do that we should bring back, like bring flowers, dress nicely, open the car door. And it was agreed that some of these things are now dated. They should still happen today. Chinzia piped in saying that, you know, they don't always all happen. 
So now that you're all caught up, one of our texters says, met someone on Tinder Friday, had a good night, and she gave me a little birthday cake when I was leaving. Times are changing. Oh. Somebody else says, I find it's, it's a complicated question because your list only mentions uh, things guys should do. Where is the line drawn? Do we expect women to meet guys halfway? Which is actually what Michelle was talking about. And somebody just texted in saying, you have a gorgeous voice and an amazing name. <laughs> Thank you, Chinzia. Can thank my parents for that. <laughs> and uh, somebody else texted in about the 12 things that we should bring back in dating. They said, those are all normal things for caring people. My ex-boyfriend was a narcissist and didn't care about anything but his own personal gain. And I thought really? that was normal. But now my current boyfriend has taught me the actual normal, which is being treated with care and put effort in the relationship. It depends who you choose to be with. When a red flag pops up, run. Aww. In capital letters with exclamation points. Amen. So now, uh, you know, speaking of red flags, I found this article with a woman. I'm imagining she's a young woman. They don't say her age. But she has a rule, 22 points, that she told her boyfriend she has to follow. These are all typed out with emojis, and I'm not going to go through all 22, but I'm going to go through a couple that are going to give you an idea, and I'm going to find out from our millennial panel, by the way, who are sitting in with us. We've got Ali, Michelle, and Chinzia, who are going to share their thoughts on these rules. So rule number one, you are not to have a single girl's phone number. You are not to follow any single girl on social media, including Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. You are not to hang out with this specific person you are not to hang out with your friends more than two times a week you're not to look at a single girls if girls come up to you at any place or time you walk away yeah so uh, you are not to get mad at me about a single thing ever again i am not i am allowed to do a phone check whenever i please if we move in there are never to be any other girls at our house you are not to ditch me for your friends. Do I need to go on? You guys are silent. I feel like you're saying a prayer for the guy. I feel like, I feel like this is a joke. It's like, not. It's not. I and know. actually, this went viral. That's Mich- insane. Chinzia, what would you do? I mean, you're the girl. Obviously, if you're freaking out like that, you wouldn't lay these rules out. No. I No, I definitely wouldn't. I think you're hindering someone. And I think we all have this thing of wanting what we can have. So if anything, something that ridiculous is creating like, oh, I want to follow a girl on Instagram, which like, it's a girl on Instagram. Anyways, I'm very taken aback by this. Michelle? Like, I think she's obviously, she obviously has issues. But aside from that, there's one thing I respect about this girl, which is that I know a ton of people that have this list in their heads as like an unwritten rule with the relationship that you can tell the partner gets in like a little bit of trouble. There's a little bit of tension whenever any of the things you just named happens, but the partner doesn't want to sound crazy. So they don't say it. So I respect that this girl's like, you know what? I am crazy. This these is how I people, feel. These are the people that scare me in the world. But there are people who <laughs> yeah, really no, feel I totally this way. agree. I Somebody totally just agree. texted saying the only thing to say in this situation is see ya. <laughs> I agree. Ali. I mean, that list is it, it just, it went clear, on. Yeah, it's just a clear indication that she has no trust. And she was probably hurt in a past relationship, and that's why she's laying out all these ground rules. But I think it's dangerous because you know the first fight they're getting into, he's going on and he's following girls, and then it's going to be a big fight. And it's just – that's toxic. But she says you know we – 
she says we are to go this is another rule of the 22 we are to go on a le- on a legit date once every two weeks at least and that like ties into the last thing we talked about like if you have no trust for your partner then why are you in a relationship exactly and it's funny what you said before about how uh, she must have been hurt in the past and that's why this list came about and i totally agree with learning from your mistakes and growing from them but I don't think that anyone in a new relationship should be paying for past mistakes in old relationships. Agreed with that. Uh, somebody texted in saying, wow, this girl is super insecure and yet no co- no confidence. Poor her. I feel sorry for her. Uh, somebody else texted, I feel that it is hard to be on equal footing when men still make more than women. But I agree that both parties should be thoughtful. But it's hard to match the price tag of gifts when you make less than the other person. That's relating to our previous topic when we we're talking about old-fashioned rules in relationships. And it's, I want to give a shout-out to somebody here, the person who complimented you on your voice. <laughs> uh, he texted back saying, it's actually your fish guy, Paris. His name is Brent. He actually works at... Um, Brent! <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> <laughs> no, he, um, I had a, my fish was sick. And so I would go to this pet shop to, to ask Brent for help about my fish every week. My fish ended up dying, but Brent was extremely patient. It was a very sad story. I actually went to the veterinarian to put my fish down and everyone thought I was crazy. How oh. big was the fish? My yeah. fish was like 11, 12 years old. No, how big was it? It's a little goldfish. You can put down a goldfish? Yeah. I'm just shocked Aww. that it lived past like three days. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it on another day. That, the show's over. For you guys this was the millennial panel ali sev dallas you can connect with her where on twitter on instagram on youtube pretty much everywhere ali sev dallas perfect and your company with michelle is signe collection yeah and you can find us on uh, signe collection on instagram and then signe collection.com Wonderful. Michelle, you are an actor as well, as well as being the co-founder of Cine Collection with Ali. Thank you for joining us this hour. How can people connect with you? On Instagram as well. But I definitely would like to shout out Cine again because it's something we're really, really proud of. So it's a Montreal-based company and you guys have phone cases. Yes. That are protective and pretty and affordable. So they're great this holiday season. <laughs> Wonderful. Somebody's asking for a shout out to Karen and Laval. Love the show. Karen and Laval, thank you for tuning in. We're like Thanks, clapping Karen. for you. And Karen's this corner. voice, Chinzia, <laughs> we're going out on you. On you. Uh, how can people connect with you? Yes, yeah, so they can connect on uh, Instagram. I'm most active at Chinzia underscore the eclipse or YouTube. We have some music videos out, a really personal one for no matter or uh, Facebook at Chinzia and the eclipse. Wonderful. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. To every person who texted tonight, thank you so much. You are an important part of the show and uh, amazing to have the third voice. And the third voice is thousands and thousands and a few of you we heard tonight. So thank you so much. That's it for me. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank Brian Kalisar for getting the show to air. You've been listening to Passion. You can stay in touch with me through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to do a bit of the behind the scenes. If you want to see Ali and Michelle's phone cases, you'll be seeing them live in person. Um, that's it. We're going to speak to you again tomorrow night. Amanda Luderman is going to be in studio to answer all your questions. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to fill your life with passion. We were